You are listening to Amen, a four-part podcast series from New Life Church in Southeastern Virginia. Umain, Amen, Amin, Amen, Amen, Amen. In every language, its inflection might change, but its intention the same. Let it be, we agree. I'm your host, Pastor Dana Williams. Join me and my guests as we share stories and biblical wisdom on the power of Amen. Welcome to our Month of Prayer podcast. I am your host, Pastor Dana Williams, and I am here with two amazing leaders and just great people, great Christians. I'm here with Issa Monell, who is our HR director here at New Life, and Jonathan Jimerson, who is all things tech here at New Life. And we are going to be having a conversation about hope. I think that if there is one thing that is probably consistent amongst all believers and really even the world is this desire to live a hope-filled life. Mm -hmm. I heard something at an event that I was at recently and um, the person who was sharing said that the number two cause of death uh, for men actually under the age of 45 are deaths of despair, whether that be deaths that are attributed to addiction or suicide. So I just wanna kind of start off our conversation today and either one of you can jump in here. How would you define the word hope? What does it mean to be someone who is looking forward to something or what I kind of gave the, the definition, <laughs> but what would you say? How would you define the word hope? I think the first thing that comes to mind is this childlike expectation or anticipation, almost like Christmas Day for a little kid coming downstairs mm-hmm. and like waiting for the thing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Jonathan? Yeah, I would say it's definitely it's future related, right? So it's looking forward to something that you can't see currently, yeah. something that you want, something that you desire to happen or have that you don't have yet. Mm-hmm. So I want y'all to think about a time in your life, whether it be something like maybe from when you were a child or maybe even currently, something that you had hoped for that maybe you received, but you received it in a different way. So let's say you were hoping for this and what you actually got was different, but it ended up being a better plan for you. Um, I mean, that's so broad, you know? It's like a lot of things in life come at you in different ways than you were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say many different jobs or relationships that I thought I was getting into for one reason or another ended up being beneficial in a different way than I thought. Um, challenging, but yet rewarding, um, especially in like past jobs and things like that. I, I took a job because I needed a job but it turned out to be something else and relationships that built off of that really helped me grow. Mm, yeah, that's good. Issa, can you think of anything? Um, I would say something similar. Um, what Jonathan was saying about like saying yes to a job um, out of obedience, thinking it's gonna go one way, but then in the midst of it, your heart completely changing or your perspective completely changing. Um, and it being more beautiful than what you could ever imagine. And so, 
I love that. Yeah, the perspective thing is big, right? Because sometimes like we get our hearts so set on the thing that we're hoping for that we don't give Holy Spirit room to surprise us Mm -hmm. with something better. Like I remember uh, this was back when my kids were really little. All of them were really little. And they just kept asking to go to like whatever the little carnival was, you know, like Virginia Beach Carnival over by Mount Trashmore. And we were like, no, we're not going to go there. And they were so excited. And, you know, we would drive by there and they would see it and they would ask all the time. And we knew that we were taking them to Disney World. They didn't know that they were going to Disney World. And so they were so disappointed because they just wanted to go to that little carnival. And then we told them, you guys, we're going to Disney World. And they literally, like, could not talk. Like, like they, they were like, oh, my God. Like all the commercials, yeah. Reveal the Disney. Yeah, and like the Lord has used that example so many times in my life where I'm asking for the carnival, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I really want to give you Disney World. And we're just so focused on the carnival, that thing that we think is the hope of our soul, that thing that we think will bring us happiness or fulfillment or joy, and we don't give the Holy Spirit space to say, actually, I have something even better for you if you would just trust me. So in Hebrews 619, it says that we have this hope that's an anchor for our soul. What what is that hope being an anchor? How does hope actually anchor our souls when we are living in this season of expectation? I would say when you're going through a season of expectation or tribulation or something that's like you're looking forward to something, but it's not there yet, or in the face of something that almost looks like the opposite of what you've hoped for, um, you really kind of let hope build you up by looking at where God has brought you from and -hmm. things that God has done for you and using that to build your hope, right? Um, You can't always see where you're going and can't always predict what's going to happen, but when you put your, your faith in God, it builds that hope that I don't know it where I'm going. I want this. This mm-hmm. is where I'm headed or I want to be headed. But I know whatever happens, you have me. Yeah. And so letting those past experiences that I've been through and, and helping and asking others like, hey, have you been in a situation like this before? Mm-hmm. Or what are some things that you have come through? that builds your faith when you hear testimonies of other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jonathan, I know you're going through a season right now with your son and just, you know, really hoping that God would heal him and touch his body. How has prayer specifically helped you all as you go through this season with what Luke's going through? I would say prayer is, is a big part of any time we're going through stuff, right? Especially for you, any uh, Christian believer that you for me, what's been helpful has been the prayer for grace mm. to walk through it. Um, because I know that I can get through anything if God is with me, but give me the grace to walk through it, right? Because yeah, yeah. I know because of my past, I know because of just the faith that I have and the scriptures that have built me up that we can, but sometimes you can't always see it. Mm. Yeah. And so it's when that hope kind of gets blocked or you feel like it's been blocked that really you have to rely on you know prayer and and getting you know scripture worship meditating on the things of god for that grace because the grace is what gets you through and you can put your hope in god 
once you have, you know, you feel him with you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, Issa, as, you know, you, your life has been very different. Obviously, you don't have children yet. You're not necessarily in the same position. But I know that there have been times where you mentioned earlier before we started recording that very famous scripture, hope deferred makes the heart sick. How do you deal with the heart being sick when you are waiting for something, when you have your hope in something and you're not getting it? Maybe you don't even see like the plan B. Yeah. How do you actually deal with the heart and the disappointment of not getting something that you're really believing for? Um, I would say similar to what Jonathan was saying, you look at your mile markers of the character of God in past situations and it's like, okay, God, if you've shown up in this time that I thought was my most desperate or my big ask and you, you showed up then, why wouldn't you show up? Now, even if I'm having to quote unquote wait for what seems to be like an eternity, um, but then also I think, as Jonathan said, through prayer, the Lord gets to sift through maybe the inconsistencies of how we think we're hoping mm. or what we're putting hope in. Um, you know, Pastor Joel uh, recently talked about um, peace being a person. And hope is a person, and so we put our hope in the Lord. We don't put our hope in the end result of what we're asking for. And so if at any point I feel out of alignment with hope, it's probably because my hope is established in the thing, not in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. So then the expectations that we have, I've shared this story many times. Sean and I were actually traveling and we got into an elevator and there was a girl who walks in the elevator. She had this t-shirt on that said, no expectations, no disappointments. And I thought, wow, <laughs> like, wow, like that is very, a sad way to live. It's boring. Right? Because God calls us on an adventure. And I think that, you know, we're going to talk about expectation later. But I think when we think about expectation, there is this this underlying theme that kind of is interwoven in expectation and that is the hope and Issa you just mentioned that it's not necessarily the hope of the thing or it li literally shouldn't be the hope of the thing is we put our hope in God mm -hmm. and we sing a song here at New Life you know that um that our hope is in him and um I think that when we have that understanding that Lord my I'm not putting all my eggs in the basket of my my thing, my uh, goal or my desire, but I'm putting my hope in who you are as a person, in your goodness, in your faithfulness, in your mercy toward me, mm -hmm. knowing that you know the end from the beginning. And so even if it doesn't look like the way that I want it to look, I can still hope in you. So if you were mentoring someone or sharing or maybe just even encouraging someone who was feeling hopeless, how would you encourage them to change their perspective? I think for me, I'm more of a, I see the glass half full. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear my community feeling like super discouraged or almost like at the end of their means, I try to make it very simple for them to grasp onto. Um, I'm like, what's one thing that was a win today? okay, how can we like focus on that one thing? And not to be naive about things can be really bad, but how can we align ourselves to see the good 
And then if there's a glimmer of good, then how can we invite the Lord into that space and let him illuminate more areas of, of hopeful things? Mm. Um, yeah. I like that. It's almost like, you know, this, I teach a lot about the whole, like what you focus on gets larger. Mm -hmm. So if you focus on the win, if you look at, okay, yeah, my life might not be all the things that I want it to be. I might be going through despair. I might be going through a challenging time, but am I going to set my focus on what I see or am I going to illuminate the things that are going well in my life? So yeah, really good. Jonathan, kind of same question. How would you advise somebody who's feeling really hopeless right now? Um, what I tend to do is I look at circumstances and try to get out of them, mm. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> so instead of focusing on that, like you said, what you focus on it becomes bigger. Yeah. Right? Um, my go-to is, is praise and worship. Mm. So, you know, I always refer back to enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Mm -hmm. And once I'm in there, that's where I know I can be heard. Hmm. But to get to that place first, I need to focus on, on him. And I have to go in there with a thankful heart and, and praise and admiration of him and focus on him. And out of that comes that peace. Yeah. It comes that grace. And then I feel, first of all, one of the big things for me is just knowing that I'm loved for who I am. Mm -hmm. yeah. Once I'm in that place, I know that he loves me and he wants to help me. Mm. And so then I can kind of lay my heart bare to him yeah. because now I feel accepted. It, it, it's weird the way that worship works. You're worshiping him and he shows his love back to you. Yes. And it just it fills you up as you're pouring out to him. I love that so much. You really set your answer set up for the next question I wanted to ask, which is how then does prayer impact the warring emotions that we feel like in our spirit, our spirits know that we need to have hope. Our spirits are aligned with the Holy Spirit, but our flesh is not. Our flesh is focused on the things that we see. Our flesh is full of fear. Our flesh, our flesh is full of anxiety. So we've got these warring emotions that are happening with us all the time. How does prayer help to settle that war between these two emotions yeah i mean like you said, it ties really in what i was you know just talking about it's just out of that angst if you will like that you know we're in these two positions i hope but i am afraid at the same time mm -hmm. or fearful of not of what's going on especially in circumstances with health with my mm -hmm. son and just getting through all that it's focusing on god and and getting out of that that fear, yeah, that false evidence appearing real, mm -hmm. just showing that I trust in you. I put my hope in you. You are the answer. Doesn't matter what the doctors say. Doesn't matter what I see with my eyes. It's you who I put my hope in. And when I focus on him, the other things melt away. Mm. Yeah, love that. Yeah, I I would say you don't have to come polished in prayer. And so the first thing that came to mind is, I remember Pastor Dan preached, I don't remember what the message was, but he was talking about your prayers could be as simple as Lord help. Mm. And they can be as warring as, okay, we're gonna intercede on this thing and I feel energized. And so um, I think Psalms lays out what prayer is beautifully. It's lamenting, it's rejoicing, it's, the woe is me, it's the I'm on top of the world um, kind of a thing. And 
I think all of those things become like a shield to the disappointments that we, we may feel or are feeling in the midst of disappointment or a lack of hope. And so, yeah. Yeah, that shield of faith. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it is, it is our protection against the, the arrows that the enemy throws our way to try to pierce. So as we wrap up, I want to know, is there like an anchor scripture or is there maybe even a saying, if not a scripture or a quote, something that you actually hold on to um, in seasons where you need to grab on to hope? I, I would say Hebrews is one of my favorites um, just because it's talking about the, they're like our heroes of the faith where it's like, okay, we can account for all of these people who who lived authentically the good the bad the ugly their obedience their disobedience and it's it's uh an example that i just i love reading their stories and the audacious promises that the lord gives and they like they stand in it Mm. and it's really beautiful um yeah yeah that's great yeah, I just, I look to those who have gone through tribulations in the Bible, and I see the endurance and the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I look through the different stories, and I kind of reflect on those. I wouldn't say I have a particular one, but I just, I go through them, and I see where... You can tell, especially in Psalms, like where the despair is, you know, mm-hmm. where there's like, but then you see the outcome and yeah. then you see, you know, a lot of times I feel like we have to command our soul to have hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and put our faith in that. But at the same time, we, we can't do it on our own. So surrounding yourself with people who will pray, mm-hmm. people who will lift you up and, um, stand with you in the gap mm-hmm. is very important. I love that. And that's the beauty of a church mm-hmm. is that through the body of Christ, when one part feels weak, the other part is strong. And so being able to be testimonies, living epistles for one another, to be able to stand in hope and begin to declare God's promises. EC, you mentioned God's promises and begin to remind ourselves of those promises, I think is so important. So I just want to thank you all so much for being with us and having this conversation. And for those of you who are listening, I would love to just pray a prayer of hope over you, regardless of what you are facing in your life, regardless of whatever disappointments or delays, um, even despair um, that you might be facing, that you would have um, this hope that's an anchor for your soul. So Father, we thank you, God, that you are our living hope, that no matter what we are experiencing in our lives, that we can trust in your goodness, we can trust in your character. Lord, we don't always know the answers. We don't know how you're going to bring about the promises, Lord. And even as Isa alluded to in the, the Hebrews Hall of Faith, those were folks who died not even receiving fully the promise, mm-hmm. but they died hoping. They died believing. They died trusting. Let us, Lord God, be a people who to the very end that we never lose hope in you, that we never lose sight of who you are. God, the promises are great, and we hold on to the the hope for those promises being fulfilled in our lives. But ultimately, Lord, we want to be well acquainted with the God of all hope. And so bless your people to be reminded 
of who they are and who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.